Chapter 11. It Won't Be Long at All My small conversation with the lightmaker bolsters my strength to endure the wild, unruly ocean. When my voice breaks fully free again, I'll offer more words, but for now, I revel in the maker's response to me. Joy that rivals the expanse of ocean spreads between my heart and soul. Peace becomes a part of me rather than just a place I stand and sleep. An entire world of radiance has been gifted in response to my words that came out small and flat. Annette's strength makes more sense to me. Her perseverance is a result of a thousand great gifts, not her own ability to strive and overcome. There's another side to thirty years, the side where you see healing and joy and bigger life than you can imagine on your own. Well, look at that! You have daffodils now! Annette's voice cuts through the thoughts that have claimed my entire morning. I look down to see the skirt of my dress replenished with manzanita and lily blooms, yet overtaken by soft yellow daffodils. The marigolds stretch the entire length of my dress, but the daffodils gracing the skirt are prominent, bold. I guess I do. My reply sounds more like laughing than speaking, but I can't help it. I'm stunned in the best way all over again. I see Annette's eyes shimmer in the heightening light, and somehow, I know, the shimmering is akin to tears of gratitude. She grabs my hand and whispers the quietest, most heartfelt thank you. I squeeze her hand in return and reply, Any time, Anetta, truly. Stella joins us on the edge of peace, and we welcome her with questions of care and concern for her well-being. How we love her. I like your blue flowers, Stella, so pretty. You'll have to tell us the story sometime. I love how quick Anetta is to always rejoice in the good things that belong to someone other than her. Stella sheepishly replies, I don't know what they're called yet, but I have a feeling I'll find out one of these days. You will. My words are emphatic, certain. My marigolds and Annetta's sunflowers are the proof for my statement. Gifts like these always get a name. Comfortable silence accompanies the ocean air, and we bob up and down as the waves swell softly beneath us. The hours pass, each one clothed in its own kind of contentment. It's a gentle day on ocean, a day for reveling in all that has taken place, a time for savoring the tiny displays of light debuting on the water's surface. As the afternoon ends, I stand to stretch my legs. Sunset is happening soon, and I have learned to pause and let these life eyes take in every second, storing away each color in the sky. I know when the storms come and the waves attempt to suck me dry, I'll need the reminder of every display the light makers ever made. I walk the length of peace and let my body stretch out before I settle in for another sunset. But when I reach the farthest edge of peace, I see something I've never seen before. What is this? A thick shower of green vines rustles in the breeze. I approach cautiously. My hands hold more courage than my heart does, and my fingers push back the curtain of vines hanging from nowhere, yet swaying securely. I step over the divide. The coarse seaweed floor continues but slowly begins mixing with the lush green grass of my once-beloved meadow. Can this be real? I walk faster. How does my meadow look now? Will old Marin still be here? I begin to run, but the ground is stable and unlike ocean. My legs are clumsy and my breathing is rapid. How am I here? Even though I've been running for miles, the meadow is still and unmovable, just like it's always been. My urgency is fruitless, so I force my feet to stop moving. Instead, 
I take in the meadow with my new life eyes. I turn my head in every direction. I sink my feet farther into the dewy grass. And I breathe in deeply. Oh, the music that used to play in the sky. Each sunset and sunrise a different tune. I dance in fearless joy and sing off key in my childlike heart to the light maker's rhythm pleased him very much. The meadow memories don't haunt me now. Instead, they pour over me like happiness. I become like young Marin once again. I look around and see that while the meadow is pulsing with memories of life, it remains fixed and constant. This old meadow holds the tale of my maker's love for me and a time I truly lived in it. This place has been made for me with songs and sunsets and dances meant for us. This history of the light maker's faithfulness isn't going anywhere, even if ocean is my home for a while. I realize there is no old Marin to be found. She truly had been a moment of grace, and a thousand living geraniums swaying in the meadow breeze tell me grace is holding on and healing has had its way. I drink in the exquisite scenes of my history. I can see the faithfulness of every sunrise and sunset in the meadow of my past. But I know new sunrises and sunsets wait for me on ocean, and this meadow is giving me the courage to return. No more running away from new life. No more building something big and beautiful and empty. I am resolved to return to ocean, but I still feel so weak. I wish I could stay right here in the good things that have already been. And the unruly desire to build a new island off this meadow splits my heart in two. I want to get rebelliously stuck in the debris of my lovely fantasies all over again. Hard-learned wisdom gleaned on ocean holds me back softly. I'm desperate for the light maker to help me cross the curtain of vines once more. I clear my throat and lift my voice to his sky. I, I want to stay safe in these good memories, and I want to build another island with my own two hands, but I know, at least for now, it is ocean where my life with you is loud and clear, and I desire every bit of light and flower bloom you are making for me, but I, I also don't want to go back. My sob-like words are more an admission of how I feel rather than a request for help, but I wait. Heart sinking fast, knowing my cry was enough. In response to my desperation, the shower of glistening vines falls into my view, but it's much thinner now. I see hints of the evening sunset through the spaces in the vines, but the curtain obstructs the fullness of the sunset. All I have to do to see the entire sunset is step through the divide and return to ocean, to new and real life. The beckoning of light is a good invitation. And I go. The floor beneath my feet is now more coarse than lush. But I'm too busy looking up. The sky is swept with orange and splash and manzanita hues. The wisps running softly throughout are lily white. And everywhere I look are beautiful interruptions of daffodil yellow. This is a replica of my dress. This is a sunset made for me. I see that I am seen. I sing a quiet chorus of off-key thank yous to the light maker before returning to join Annetta and Stella. As I sit beside them, I realize how profound it is that my sobs and screams have vanished into a voice relearning to sing. 
I'm discovering how to be that childlike girl from my meadow days. New memories are being made. Perhaps a new meadow too. The music of sunset claims the whole sky, and I recall every unskilled yet joyful dance number of my history. I wonder how long it will take until I remember how to dance like that again. I grin slowly, because I know what Annetta would tell me. She would say, Well, if the light maker has anything to do with it, then it won't be long at all. <laughs>